how are you doing today? Um, I'm all right. <laughs> huh. All things considered. Why is that, Pam? Well, buckle up, folks. I have somehow acquired a head injury. So a head injury of what variety? A concussion. Mm. But we'll talk about coffee first. Okay. This is already a wild podcast. <laughs> It'll be a little shorter today since my co-host here has a concussion. And I shake my head and smirk. But you'll find out why in a minute. But first, Pam, what am I drinking? I know I made it, but I made it because you're concussed. Yeah. But you're the one who has the info, right? Um, it's a Ethiopian... I... I don't know how to pronounce this last Attend. word. Erin told me that she wanted me to pronounce it being concussed because she thought that that would be hilarious. I do. I think it's, it is hilarious. It's a, like a ten-syllable word. I'm not kidding. Not even. Okay, like seven. <laughs> it's definitely seven syllables. <laughs> um, um, I think, yeah, Ethiopian hue, hue, I don't remember the rest of it. I didn't bring my notebook. Right. It's coming up. It's a hua, 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 whim. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Pam. You can, you can do it. I believe in you. Hugh, Hugh, Tanango. Hue, hue, Tanango. Hue, hue, Tanango. Hugh, Hugh, Tanango. H-U-E-H-U-E-T-E-N-A-N-G-O. I think Travis is just doing this to mess with us at this point. I think he's amused at the fact that I can't talk. You just, honestly, know. you just have to say it with confidence and everyone will believe you. Who who here is going to correct you? Oh, it's Guatemala, not Ethiopia. The last week was Ethiopia. Oh, uh, that's right. Guatemala, Huey Huey Tenango. Huey Tenango? Huey Tenango. I don't know. Just say it with a little bit of a Spanish accent and hope it's right. I can't do a Spanish accent. Oh. I'm Irish and I can barely do an Irish accent. I'm Scottish. Anyways, yeah, you tell can, me more about the coffee. Um, so it's a medium light roast. It's super, super good. I'm I already had a sip, and it's um for flavor. It's got more of a mm. chocolate kind of sweet nutty taste of like the medium roast. However, um, when you smell it, it actually smells very floral and citrus. So like having light roasts tend to be like yeah. That. It's really so juicy. smelling it this morning as Aaron was pouring it into the grinder and tasting it now is two very, very different experiences. And I'm thoroughly pleased. It's got a little bit of acidity. Um, it's, but it's not painfully acidic. It's No, it's really smooth. It's pretty smooth. Like, it's a very... Um, Usually in an acidic cup, you feel it in, like, yeah. your jaw. You know, like, when you eat sour mm -hmm. candies, like, it's the mm -hmm. same sensation of like tightness mm -hmm. in your jaw and i don't have that at all it's it goes down really nice mm -hmm. um, a little bit later like he describes it in the description as bright and pleasant levels of acidity mm -hmm. and i, I think agree. that's fair it's like again this is a good morning cup like yeah i, I th he's really giving us a lot that i would enjoy in the morning with this and and like i'm still enjoying last week's mm -hmm. stuff because travis gives us a lot of coffee <laughs> More mm -hmm. than we need for podcasts. Not that mm -hmm. we're complaining about that nope. at all. It's at all. It is glorious. It's so good. It's so nice. And so mm -hmm. I've been enjoying that cup. And you're right. It's a great morning cup. It, it shocks me awake during Corinthians mm -hmm. class. 
and then I'll go and make a different kind of coffee during my mm -hmm. second period spare. And honestly, I'm living the dream. It's so it's good. glorious. It's like drink one kind of coffee to wake myself up and then drink like a warmer cup of coffee that's more just like mm -hmm. a slower drink of just, ah, just sit and enjoy this. Like mm -hmm. I enjoy the first one, but it's like shocking me awake. This is so good. Oh, I love this coffee so much. Oh my goodness. Like, oh, coffee is so marvelous. It's true. Like, I, think... I don't think you guys really understand how much we really love coffee coffee is my love language when i started dating my boyfriend before i started dating my boyfriend i told him the main way to my heart is any form of coffee like take all the love languages and apply them to coffee words of affirmation i love you more than coffee going and spending quality time together let's go get a coffee physical touch i will hold you like my cup of coffee and just Nice and close. Like, <laughs> gift, here is coffee. Acts of service, can I make you a coffee? And honestly, that's our relationship now, and it's Man. blessed. Goals. I know. Flipping he goals. loves me like coffee, and that is true. I think he loves you a little more than coffee. I think he does. But coffee is a key part of our relationship. We it's, go it's through true. a lot of coffee together. Mm-hmm. My my dad told me. I mean, we, ours too, but yeah, that's different true. the relationship. Yeah, a little bit different. My dad, one time growing up, um, he we weren't allowed coffee in our bedroom. We're not allowed drinks in our bedroom because I have this awful tendency to of spill things everywhere. That plus, I just would forget the cups in my room, and so my mom would be like, "Where are all my mugs?" And I would sit there with like six in my bedroom, <laughs> and so she'd be like. Okay, you can't do this anymore. But one time, my dad came into like, my dad woke up really early, and he this came was into over summer last year, wasn't it? No, he did this before I came. Okay, here. you just told me about this before. Yep. Okay. Um, he came into my room, and he looked so happy and so proud, and he was holding the mug, a mug close to his face, and I'm in bed, so I'm just sitting there like, "What are you doing, Dad? Why are you like this? I'm trying to sleep." And he walked up, and he was like, "Pamela." He calls me Pamela. Nobody else calls me Pamela. Pamela, when you are looking for a man, find someone who is willing to wake up earlier than you and make you a latte with a heart in it. Like I just did for you. And then he put this latte by my bed and it had this adorable lopsided heart. <laughs> and it was the cutest <laughs> that thing ever. Is so and then he, he just grinned really big and he walked out of my room really fast also, and shut the door and so he just said find you a man just like me yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry yeah we, we won't that's, read into that that's exactly that's exactly it but yeah so <laughs> that's that's the standard that i've been given and it's the standard that i've received and moral of the story is coffee is a key part in how i form all of my relationships so then that means that if you want to make me and pam really happy buy us coffee or mugs. But also, you can buy yourself coffee from Travis, Metal Art Coffee mm -hmm. Roasters. It's about mm -hmm. $16 for a pound, and about half that for half a pound. It varies mm -hmm. depending on what flavor you get. But as we, you've probably noticed, we have loved pretty much every single cup yeah. that we've been given from Travis. So, uh -huh. if you hear about the, the notes that we're talking about, or the different flavors mm -hmm. we're, we're discussing, and you're like, man, I could go for that. 
Mm-hmm. You should buy some coffee from Travis. And if you're into special coffee, like we make pour overs and stuff, but like if you're mm. into specialty coffee, it makes really, really good lattes. So this coffee like sits really nice in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Like it just the the kind of nuttier tones that I really mm-hmm. like just kind of sits at the back of my mm-hmm. mouth. Just, that flavor just lingers for yeah. a while. It's got a good aftertaste. It's really good. Like, some coffees are really great, mm-hmm. and the aftertaste isn't great, so mm-hmm. that means you just keep drinking the mm-hmm. coffee, and then you need more coffee because the aftertaste is in your mouth. That's why coffee, Starbucks makes their coffee the way that they do. I know. And I hate it. Jerks. I I protest against Starbucks, as in I just don't go there ever, because why would I spend five bucks for a drink that I want? But they've done. When I, I could go tea. to a specialty shop that's local and gets their stuff locally roasted and they don't try and trick you with ethically sourced. Yeah, they actually that's are my ethically biggest rant. sourced. And local workers that are getting paid fairly well. Uh, Starbucks treats their employees fairly well, no, I, I will say they that. Do. Um, they pay for college. People for who employees. are like really good trained baristas yeah. who weigh their shots and know their coffee and know that they're serving you a good cup. <laughs> and I could spend the same amount... And, get a and support those people and get a better cup. But I can go anywhere in Canada and know I'm getting the same cup of coffee instead of getting burned by a bad cup of coffee because I've had that. You've been burned before? Yeah. It's a risk I'm willing to take. I know. Okay, we left the people in suspense for too long. Pam, tell me how you got your concussion. <laughs> and I don't want any facts to get in the way of this story. <laughs> No facts to get in the way, just... Absolutely none. None? Okay. I will tell you how I got this concussion. So, I was walking through the many forests of Pambrin, a.k.a. the four trees that we have here. Hey, (laughs) a few more than that. But yeah, anyways. Anyway, and I was finding things for my friend Erin, like sticks and rocks that look like dinosaur eggs. (laughs) And I can't even... Pine cones, because those are all of Aaron's favorite things. Okay, I don't get sticks. Trinity got me a stick with a little bow on it, and I accepted it graciously because I'm a kind human who accepts gifts, and also I will treasure that stick forever because it's from Trinity. But, okay, the dinosaur egg thing is real. Yeah. I do have, like, three rocks in my room that are in a little grass nest that I made because I was out for a walk one day, and I saw this perfectly round stone and I, my immediate thought was dinosaur egg. So I picked it up and put it in my pocket. And I kept walking, and I saw two more just like it. And my first thought was, brothers! So I picked those ones up, and I brought them back to my room, and I have loved them ever since. Yeah, exactly. No one has ever questioned it. Except for me. I question it daily. Oh, and someone at Open Dorms questioned it. And I had to explain. That's good. They should have questioned it. But most people just accept, accept it as part of, part well, of the Well, I was... Story. Going to go Anyways, find continue. you another son, and <laughs> in the form of a dinosaur egg, aka a rock. Because you and me. then I encountered my first gopher ever, and those first things, gopher. yeah, I they're what rock they're precious. Did you grow up under the city. Yep, there's gophers in the city. We don't have gophers in the city. We have really annoying squirrels. Did you throw them out with the rats? Probably. I'm sure there are in, like, uh, like in the farmer areas, but, like... Because there's gophers everywhere in Saskatoon. Yeah, we don't... I see ha- them all the time. No, we get, like... And they're not cute. They are kind of cute. They're meant to be shot at. 
They're they're pretty cute. They actually. kill horses. Yeah, well, yes, but they don't do that in the city. They're, they, evil little they're things. not doing that in Pambrin where there's no horses. They have there's, rabies. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, yep. continue. I should have thought about you that. You saw your first gopher. I saw my first gopher, and he was very precious, and so I was following him because I wanted to be his friend. And he lured me maliciously into a pam a small a gopher hole that was big enough to trap a small pam, which in fact... Is not that big because pam's pretty small. And I am a small pam. Ouch. I'm... I'm I'd like to think that it's a little bit bigger than you're trying to paint it to be. Anyway, so I'm walking around and I get trapped in this pam-sized gopher hole. And I'm trying to find my escape when these evil squirrels start pelting my head with acorns. They just kind of hit my head a lot with acorns. And it hurt a lot. Like, you know the squirrel in Over the Hedge? Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagine that squirrel. Over the Hedge? Yes. Okay. Hammy. Hammy. Okay, sorry, I was yeah. thinking Ice Age. Yeah, no. Also was, an excellent movie Also an excellent movie with a squirrel. And coincidentally, my favorite character is a squirrel in both of them. No. So Hammy the squirrel, like super hyper, super chaotic. Mm-hmm. Imagine him armed with a million acorns just maliciously throwing them at people. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. happened. And so I finally get out of this gopher hole and I almost make it to school only to trip and hit my head on the last, at the only other tree in Pambrin. And believe it or not, the actual story is hey. less graceful and more embarrassing for you. <laughs> so I was, how, did it, how did it really happen then? <laughs> I managed to get it while sitting on my bed. Because <laughs> <laughs> Pam doesn't go anywhere or do anything. When's the last time you just went for a walk by yourself? I do that pretty frequently. Do you? Okay. Yeah. No, on the but, roads, though. Yeah. I stay on the roads and the sidewalks and stuff, and I'm pretty careful. But... Yeah, no, when I got a concussion, nobody in my hall believed me. The exact co- the exact quotes involved lots of laughing. And how does Pam get a concussion? Pam doesn't sport. Pam doesn't do anything. And so, yeah, I managed to get a concussion while sitting on a bed. You were sitting down on your bed. Yeah, I was going to sit down on my bed. And, and there's I, bunks in the girls' yeah, dorm. I hit the back of my head on the bunk above Cranked me. Cranked the back of your head yeah. on the upper bunk. So, like, valid way to get a concussion. Like, valid concussion, but still <laughs> so funny. That's the only way I could have possibly gotten a concussion, <laughs> and I, I did it. So. And if I seem mean, I am one of the nicest people who's reacted to this. Yeah, that's true. Everyone else Nobody said. took it seriously. Absolutely no one. Um, yeah. Except for the girl who was there when I did it. But I didn't think I had a concussion because I wasn't crying. And normally when I get hurt, I cry. I cry a lot. So it's a logical thing. And I was like, well, that kind of hurt, but not that badly. And so I was like trying to tell this girl, no, I'm fine. And then as soon as she left, I was like, huh, oh, feel so good. And then I fell asleep like four times. (laughs) And then I went to go watch a movie and I was super like loopy and... My boyfriend just thought that I was just in a goofy mood. In a goofy mood, and yep. he was like, "This is phenomenal. You should do this more." And then I, we were trying to walk back to the dorm, and I like almost fell over at one point. And then he was like, "Huh, that's a little weird. Maybe you should get that checked out." And so my hall leader sat me down, and she went through the CDC like 
list of symptoms yep. for a concussion. Yep. And she was like, Pam, guess what? You just checked off nine of ten of these. <laughs> I was just, what was the tenth? I could remember what happened. Right. Um, yeah. 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 That's, that's actually like, what I was just thinking. Yeah. It's like, wow, you actually remember this. Because I only remember... Like, I don't remember details, like, no, around yeah. it. I, like... You just remember how you remember yeah. how you got it. I remember how I got it, um, and that's it. Two of my concussions, I only remember how I got them, is because I still had a snowboard strapped to my feet. So obviously, it was while snowboarding. That's fair. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't really. And then I was told the story by other people who watched yeah. me do stupid things. It was probably wild gophers. Uh, probably. For my one concussion, the last thing I remember before it was okay. So it's we weren't snowboarding on a hill. It was on like the ice of a lake mm. and getting pulled behind a snowmobile. That seems like a bad oh, it's a good, idea. It's a great time. It's so much fun. Uh, and it just was like an old board kind of thing. And I, the last thing I remember is telling my friend who was driving, hey, let's see how fast we can go. And I was told by her later we were pushing 50 clicks. And then she told me that my board must have like caught on a, hit a piece of snow. Mm. But like my feet just went up and my head came down first. Mm. And... Yeah. I don't think I passed out at all. But I remember, like, I was hyperventilating. I remember so little about that. I remember walking up the stairs and just suddenly being exhausted. I didn't know I was concussed. I I had never had a concussion before. Uh That was my worst one. I've had four, maybe five, four, five? I don't remember. Too many is the answer. This Too many is, is my answer. first. It is. And hopefully your last. Yeah. You don't snowboard like me. And I haven't snowboarded in years, so I haven't had a concussion for a while. Although I got it sitting in a bed and I do that frequently, so I don't know how safe I actually am. Yeah, no one's safe ever. Anyways, so because Pam is concussed and it is an amusing story, nonetheless, I did not expect her to help plan any podcast. And so when we were trying to figure out, okay, what are we going to talk about? Uh, I determined that it'd be cool if I just kind of ranted about my Corinthians exegetical that Mm -hmm. I just finished yesterday, because I really enjoyed it, and it was a fun paper. We established this while I was laying on her floor with a hoodie over my head. Yep. Just kind of... So you have a visual of how our planning sessions go. Yep. I had my thumb in there, and I was like, yep, yep, yep. That was your... That was my contribution. Do you remember anything that I said? Mm. Nope. Anyways, no. Nope. So I'm gonna read the passage, and I hope that. Oh, I remember you doing that. Okay, I'm gonna read through it again, and if you think of like anything where it's like that sounds kind of weird, or like what does it mean by this, I want you to say it. Not while I'm reading, but once I'm done reading. Yeah, and then I if I be... think something is weird. Yeah. Yeah. I realize that's a really dangerous statement with yep. you. Anyways, but I'm going to do my best to explain. I don't know everything about this passage, obviously, because we never are finished reading scripture. But it would be just kind of nice to encourage you guys and encourage ourselves with the scriptures. And I chose a passage that I had read before, and I was kind of like, oh yeah, like, it seems kind of obvious, and I didn't really think much of it. I usually kind of gloss over, because the timeless truths and application seem pretty obvious. But I And so I chose it because I was like, man, I don't actually understand this passage, do I? So I'm going to like go in-depth and, like, research and read commentaries and do all those things. So to 2 Corinthians, chapter 5, verses 1 to 10. And that seems like a lot for an exegetical, but the second 
half of it is like application. So instead mm -hmm. of me trying to think of my own application, I just use the text because that's always smarter. I that's highly, always better. I highly recommend. Don't try and make up your own application. See if maybe the author is kind and just put an application for you. Pro tip for any future Miller students Pro or tip. pastors. Or wow, both. we're really, that's uh, <laughs> that's our hermeneutics, guys. <laughs> mm -hmm. Let the text explain itself. Mm -hmm. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Yep. Anyways, Second Corinthians chapter 5, verses 1 to 10. For we know that if the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this tent we groan, longing to put on our heavenly dwelling. If indeed, by putting it on, we may not be found naked. For while we are still in this tent, we groan, being burdened, not that, the, not that we would be unclothed, but that we would be further clothed, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. He who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. So we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, we are of good courage. And we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. I really like that. And, like, just listening to it, I, I really understand that passage in a way like just the first part about like how we're longing to be in an earthly or away from our earthly dwelling and in our heavenly dwelling um hmm. like I don't know that's become very real to me this last year with COVID and everything and seeing a lot of different kinds of hurt and experiencing a lot of different kinds of hurt it's made me all the more ready for Christ to just call us home mm. and like the idea of wanting that but still wanting to serve faithfully mm. even while here is just something that I've had to wrestle a lot with this year in like the verse in Philippians Philippians? No Philippians Christ and die is gain Oh. Or um, Shoot. Yeah. I should know this. Yeah, we should all know it. Isn't that Romans? Maybe. I don't have my Bible. Oh, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> we are definitely in Bible school. <laughs> we, we are. We know all the verses and we can't place them yet. That's a third year mark. That's a, yeah, that's the thing for the third years. Mm -hmm. is you're supposed, that's when you get to know where everything goes. Yeah. We just kind of know the stuff. Sort yeah, of. Yeah, exactly. Kind of. Except it's like. This passage just really reminded me of that, like, to live as Christ and to die. That is Philippians. It is Philippians. Philippians 121. I knew it. Anyways, anyway. you second-guessed yourself. You also concussed. I don't know what my excuse is. I, you made me second-guess myself. Haha. -ha. That's my excuse. Anyways, so, okay, with this passage, yeah. I, like, yeah, it seems pretty obvious. It does. Mm -hmm. And, like, that is true. It's, it's not that that's untrue. But there's so much more in this passage. Mm -hmm. So much more. And, like, oh, man, seven pages was not long enough that paper which is why it was seven and a half and why I had to cut it down from eight and a half to be seven and a half but I could have written and a you're lot, gonna a get docked marks hey not that many more half a page is half a page. fine 
not that bad. Uh, <laughs> don't ask me for advice on writing papers. Um, <laughs> Have you ever hit the page limit and not gone over it? Um, no. Didn't think so. Oh, once. Um, my, my, my John exegetical was exact. Well done. Yeah. I've never been under, though. Maybe, like, okay, exact as in, like, one line over, maybe, that kind of thing. That's, that's pretty much exact. That's, yeah. Or one line under kind of thing. Uh, I actually have a lot harder time with, like, reflection papers, like, two-pagers kind mm. of thing. The, usually it's, like, if I can't, if I don't have the time to go deep on something and write three or four pages on it, I'll usually not know how to sum it up well. <laughs> I'm bad at summarizing. Mm-hmm. Anyways, getting better, though. Uh... So, like, in this passage, the first five verses there, he talks about the tent, and he talks about clothing. And most commentators would agree that both of these are metaphors for our body. And that we have this this tent, because he was just talking in chapter 4 about this treasure in jars of clay, mm-hmm. and, and jars of clay referring to our earthly body. So, he's still kind of talking about the earthly body versus heavenly body, mm-hmm. and my my paper was called Being an Earthly Being, or... Being earthly and spiritual beings. I thought it was funny. Ending mm-hmm. and starting with the word being. It was funny. <laughs> Chris Brown, hope you like that title. <laughs> so, You're such a put nerd. so much thought into it. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so I kind of divided this paper up into three parts. Uh, verses one to three is talking about the tent. And pretty obvious connection to the tabernacle whenever there's tents talking about. Like a lot of commentators go there. Um, like a building from God and this idea of sojourning because mm-hmm. it really points like to Israel's history of mm-hmm. being in the wilderness, living in tents. The Feast of Booths is to remember living in tents mm-hmm. and in the wilderness and like looking forward to the promised land and how we're still kind of doing that. We're so, like, mm-hmm. we are the tent now and we're sojourning in this mm-hmm. wilderness and we are longing to go to the promised land, the land that Jesus promises that we would be united to him and have new bodies. Uh, This passage, it can be what you use to debate whether or not we have a body while we await the final resurrection or not, or I don't know what you think the difference is between paradise and heaven. I don't think that's Paul's point. Mm -hmm. Uh, Interesting subject, but definitely not the point of what Paul is trying to say here. He's saying, it's kind of like, well, regardless of whether or not we get a different body and then another body, or whether or not we just wait. I don't know. Either way, we are looking forward to what Jesus has promised, and we know that God is faithful and he will deliver us, because that's kind of what's talked about in verses 4 and 5. It's kind of like that, not that we would be unclothed, because, like, with the Corinthians, like, Gnosticism and, like, some, some of that, Gnosticism would push you towards maybe hating the body, and so if you're Christian and kind of syncretistic, you might think, oh, well, I hate the body, and I know I have this future dwelling, so I should just hope that I die so that I can be united with Christ. Mm-hmm. And Paul's kind of like, well, no, that's not the right attitude to have mm-hmm. about that. It's like, not that you would be unclothed of the body, but that you would just rather, just long to be clothed in Christ's righteousness. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, the, mm-hmm. I guess, the positive side of the same coin, but it's not mm-hmm. really. It's just don't be... Don't hate your body because it is a gift from God. It is this tw- tent that you dwell in. You wouldn't abuse the tabernacle if you knew the temple was coming, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's not the point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, long to be clothed in Christ's righteousness. And I love in verse five, it says, he who has given us the spirit as a guarantee. 
and the word guarantee, I don't remember the Greek transliteration, I'm sorry, but it's a Greek word, <laughs> and it was a reference to what merchant ships would do because they'd load up with all their stores and they'd go from coastal city to coastal city and sell all their wares. And when they're getting to the end of their route, they might have very little left, but mm -hmm. maybe if one city was like, oh, I really like this product, I want more, they'd leave one item behind and it was a cultural pledge it was like i i will come back with mm -hmm. more and it was a guarantee and that's the same word you're used here a deposit kind of thing mm -hmm. and it's like we will come back mm -hmm. and and bring you more and it's like the, the same word here is got like you god has prepared for us is preparing for us this very thing this this new new life mm -hmm. and he's given us the spirit mm -hmm. as a guarantee and the spirit is like a comforter right and so we mm -hmm. should use that that pledge, that deposit, as our comfort. And then Paul goes in verses 6 to 10 into some uh, application, but I thought it was kind of funny that in verse 7 he says, we walk by faith and not by sight. Because Paul, knowing his conversion story, really knows what it's like to not see things and have to walk by faith. Because he was told by the voice in heaven, go to Damascus and you'll be told what to do there. Mm -hmm. Nice specific instructions. Yep. Very, very vague, and he had to have a lot of faith, mm -hmm. and he had to wrestle with it, and he prayed for three days. Mm -hmm. And then Ananias, who exercised a lot of faith, mm -hmm. and not just what he saw, he had seen and heard, I guess, like, but like the physical world told him, Saul is going to kill you because he's here to kill Christians, and you're a Christian. But he was told, go to Saul's house and lay your hands on him. And so it's like, okay, Lord, I can't go by what I've seen mm -hmm. and what I've heard. I have to go with your word and what you've told me to do. Mm -hmm. So, excellent story of faith, and that's what I connected to the, the history of this passage. Is kind of mm -hmm. that walk by faith and not by sight. It's definitely uh, part of that. So, I don't know. I just hope you guys are encouraged. Like, we do have a heavenly dwelling that we long for, and we are sojourners. And if you feel uncomfortable on this earth, good, because you are made for a better world. Mm -hmm. That's like C.S. Lewis quote, right, mm -hmm. is... Uh, it, if I find myself with a desire that nothing on this earth can satisfy, it must mean I was made for a better world. We're under the curse of sin, and, and it weighs heavily on us. And we groan, like, like what it says in, in verse, verse 4 there. Um, we are burdened with, with this world, but it is not a burden that we bear alone, because mm -hmm. Christ is with us. The promise of Emmanuel that we've been learning a lot about in mm -hmm. Isaiah class, God is with us, and the Spirit is a guarantee, and we're, we're not bearing this burden mm -hmm. of the body. And like... I don't know. I know I'm not old, but like my knees hurt and my back hurts and I just start to feel like, oh, wow, right. Like I get older and my body, mm -hmm. my body decays. It, it will, it will decay mm -hmm. the older I get. Um, I need glasses. My, my eyesight doesn't get better. And there's so many things that remind us of our own mortality. But as a Christian, we can be encouraged. It's like, okay, all of those reminders take them as a reminder that the earth the, the earthly body is the tent and and God has promised us a tabernacle a, a, a temple a, mm -hmm. a body he's going to plant us and a body that doesn't decay and it'll be no mourning no crying no death or disease no sickness mm -hmm. and we can look forward to that mm -hmm. with longing but in the meantime like if we have that eternal perspective and that's that assurance people notice it mm -hmm. It is a noticeable thing that we have the spirit as a guarantee. And if we live in confidence of that, people ask questions. And there could be people who come to faith because you have the confidence in the spirit. And you don't 
live as those mm-hmm. who fear death. Like COVID has really shown what everyone thinks mm-hmm. of death and everyone's afraid of it and yeah. they don't know what to do with it and they don't know where to run to. But imagine if all the Christians were just like, okay, yeah, we could die. So mm-hmm. your point, mm-hmm. like that just means I get to be united with Christ and that's mm-hmm. what I long for. It's in fact, I have to struggle with being fatalistic and mm-hmm. wanting to just be gone and mm-hmm. be done with this world so that I could be with Christ mm-hmm. forever. Uh, and non-Christians, like unbelievers, will notice that mm-hmm. because that is uh, an assurance and a faith mm-hmm. that is not by what we see mm-hmm. at all, but it is in the confidence that God is faithful and he mm-hmm. will do what he's promised to do. And we are now kind of out of time. So I will wrap it up with that. Mm-hmm. And Pam has sat here and hummed mm-hmm, very kindly. Do you have any other thoughts, Pam? No. That was very sermon-like. It was. So, but... That was the summary of my exegetical in way less time. I had so much more, just so you know. But yeah, I hope you guys are encouraged and that you read your Bible and just remember that God is really, really good. Mm-hmm. And everything he does is perfect and his plans are perfect and he's powerful. Like just dwell on the character of God and you will just find your fears floating away. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I have no stupid jokes. I'm sorry. I didn't think of one. Be blessed in the most chaotic way possible. And enjoy your coffee.